We are now joined by, very thankfully, a person who's become a regular on the Normathon. It is the Mavericks minority owner. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not, yet. <laughs> Not yet. Oh, yeah. They, they haven't. No, I've got a couple days. Yeah. It's a chance of this thing getting kicked out. None. No. Okay. Yeah. This is Mark Cuban with us on the Normathon. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to violate a rule, a man's rule. They they say never ask another man about his money. But where are you going to put all that? In the bank. Really? What it's kind of rate you get? Probably 5%. Ooh. Which is pretty good. On that money, you can make some cash. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. How long was this coming together as a deal? Um, I can't really go into details, but it's something I gave a lot of thought to. Let's put it that way. Um, and it was, you know, to compete in the NBA, as we've talked about many times, it's as much financial as it is what happens on the court. And to be able to compete financially, you've got to be able to put the organization where it can earn the most revenue and most income. And for the first 20, you know, almost three years, media and technology was an advantage that I had. You know, when I first got into league, you know, in in 2000, I knew media as well as anybody. I knew technology better than anybody in the NBA. Now, you know, you saw what the Wizards just did, Washington just did to build, you know, a $2 billion um, destination. You've seen what other teams are doing in different sports to do the same thing. And real estate is not my thing. You know, um, it's not something you want to learn on the fly when you're having to invest, you know, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. So I wanted a partner that had that strength. And so I went looking and I'd I'd known um, Patrick Dumont and the Adelsons for, you know, a long time. And, you know, we'd worked together on different projects. And so, you know, they knew how to do this. They know how to do this. So they were a great partner. We can only assume that legislation will finally get gambling in texas finalized at some point yep how soon do you think that is i don't know but you know texas will be here for a long 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 time and i think you know all the surveys show that the population of texas wants gambling and i think you know i think too much too many people are looking when we talk about destination resort casinos too many people focus on the casino part and not enough on the destination resort and you know being from Pittsburgh, I mean, I've been in Texas now for 40-plus years, but, you know, when, when I talk to friends back home and people that I went to Indiana with or I talk to people around the country, and I said, well, what's the one place you save up to or, you know, dream of taking your family to in Texas? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, imagine if you put a Venetian down by the convention center, how all that changes. And you did one in, in Houston and maybe one in you know, El Paso, who knows, you know, but just spread them out. Now, all of a sudden being, you know, Texas is such a great business state and we're in the center of the country. We've got great airports. Now, it, you know, when you look even in Vegas, the casino part of it is just a de minimis part of the overall picture. You know, you hear about you 2 playing at the Sphere or, you know, pick another big time entertainer being, you know, the house band at, at, a, at, um, at a resort. And I think now all of a sudden Dallas becomes 
the place to go. And we go from, okay, silence when you ask what's the one place you save up to go to in Texas to, oh, Dallas for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, here we go. Um, I mean, even Nashville has passed us by, you know, the entire state basically. Uh, you know, in-state is great. You want to go to the Alamo. You want to go to the Riverwalk. You want to go to Austin for Austin City Limits. You want to go to 6th Street. Great people inside the state know that. But, you know, now more people are traveling to Nashville for bachelorette parties than are coming to Dallas for things other than conferences or for sporting events. And that, and I think the real benefit to Texas isn't about the gaming. It's about the destination resort. Mark, when you moved to Dallas in the early 80s, you lived at the Village. I live at yep. the Village now. And everybody it's I, changed a lot. <laughs> everybody I talked to that lived there in the 80s said it was a fun time. Oh, my God. I, I want to no know, know some Mark Cuban stories from the Village. So <laughs> That's a great question. So <laughs> when I got there, um, I had um, a buddy that I went to college with, Greg Shipper, who lived in the, the hills, six, 6378 Shady Brook Lane. And... Um, <laughs> I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, right? It already sounds like a, <laughs> the hill's gone. Like a destination. The hill is gone now, right? They tore it down. No, it's still there. No, but they did, redid it. Okay. They redid, the, the corners are still there. Yeah. And my apartment that I – because I moved from the hill to the corners. Um, and I went and knocked on the door and nobody answered like five years ago. Uh. But um, I moved in and I had five roommates. I slept on the floor and still had a blast. I mean, <laughs> we used to stumble over you – know, the bars were – confettis and you know i got my first job in dallas as a bartender at a lawns um, for people going way 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 back and i'll, I'll never forget like you know I, I came here in july and it was hot that's fine but i i never forget like walking um shady brook in february and it was 75 degrees thinking oh yeah i made the right choice right <laughs> and then come summer you know the minute um Memorial Day hit, you would go up to the the village um, country club, yeah. right, and um, just party. And I remember we we'd buy a, a six pack of the cheapest beer we could find, and there was every little um, apartment area had its own pool, and so we would walk from pool complex to pool complex to pool complex, and it was insane. And then and then like I start, I got fired. I got I had my job at night at Alon's, then left that to get a job doing software during the day, and then got fired, started a software company, and this is 83, going into 84, and it was so insane back then. There was a place right by Confetti's, right um, in that shop in that shopping center, right by the village, called the Tub Club. <laughs> and all they had were hot tubs, and it basically would open right when the bars were closing. It sounds very clean. Well, it yeah, didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> so, so we you get gotta have shots yeah, before you go yeah. in. <laughs> we can assume that you pioneered remote work. <laughs> yeah, you know, and the funny part was the reason I knew so much about the the tub club is because um, <laughs> the guy who ran it, you know, met me and saw that I was in software and asked me to write software for um, the tub club. And so that's what I would do. And then my brother came down and moved down, Jeff, and moved down to live with us. And he would go in there, and he got a job at the Tub Club, which had to be the wildest job in the history of jobs, so that he could work the software and everything. 
If, yeah, Dallas has been very, very good to me. I, I assume your brother. I assume your brother signed an NDA. No, but he had a free source of penicillin, so he was. <laughs> it's one twenty-nine. This is Mark Cuban with us here at the twenty-third Whataburger Normathon. We continue with Mark next. Um, it's just been a joy to watch. I mean, that game last night was just beautiful. And I sent Luca a text. I'm like, that was beautiful basketball. And you heard what Kevin Durant said. He said Luca controlled the game. And he did. You know, and we got, you know, with Derek Lively, he's been a revelation, right? Oh. I mean, he, he's just been a game changer for Luca because, you know, when you doubled, now Derek is learning what to do. Like, it started out the first couple weeks or months of the season. He had to be right next to the rim. Then he starts coming further and further out, and then he started being able to take a dribble, pass left, right, right. Now he looks left, right, and can finish. And it's like any time he lays the ball up by the rim and he misses. Now we still have to work on his free throw shooting. Um, <laughs> I told I told him after that one miss, I I called the the arena, told him to close the doors. Um, Stop the airflow. <laughs> For those of you who watched that game, know what I'm talking about. Can can we get a transcript of last night's discussion between Luca and Devin Booker? Yeah, I don't think that'd be printable. <laughs> <laughs> you get, we've talked of this before, and I, I always like to update this. You get, I don't know how many, thousands of business propositions of the craziest kind at times. Is there anything lately that you've looked at and thought, dear Lord, he wants me to invest in this? Oh, every day. Um, what can I say without <laughs> blowing somebody up? Um, <laughs> but you can oh, you're in a safe space. Uh, we're good. Yeah, right. We're just, no we're just friends here. Right. No, <laughs> nobody's listening to the ticket. Don't worry I, I, about that. Yeah, right. I, I never want to throw entrepreneurs under the bus. But, yeah, they happen all the time. But some of them, like there's this one, Region Aircraft. And my, my first thought was this is insane. Um, what they're doing is building region craft. What they're doing is they build these um, aircrafts that are also are able to land and um, work on water, right? So that you can, for um, port cities, it's, it'll be a lot faster, quicker, and easier to go from, you know, a little mini airport in the port city to wherever you want to go. And or land in those cities, and you know, and, and so just being able to create these special kind of crafts, and I'm, I know I'm not doing the description justice, but um, I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That could really work, and so I invested in them. It's just like there's a company, um, Relativity Space, and they came to me 12 years ago, maybe now, and there were um, a couple of Dallas guys, and they were asking for seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, and I'm like. Okay, well, what do you do? They go, well, we're going to build rockets. Okay, why are people going to buy your rockets over anybody else's rockets? Well, we're going to build, like, 3D printers that are tens of stories high so that the printers are just going to build these basic rockets. And I'm like, okay. And I grilled them with questions, did some research, grilled more questions. I'm like, okay, you guys seem to know what you're doing. So I gave them the money. Then I gave them some more money. Then they raised some other money. And now... Relativity Space launched their first rocket 
in March, and they're going to do more. Now they're selling them to the government and this and that. And their last valuation was $4 billion. Now, the, the funniest part about it is I still haven't met the guys. What? <laughs> I still haven't met them. What? <laughs> and they, they bought this. Um, well, Mark, we have a very special <laughs> guest here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and so... You know, so now they're like, you got to come and watch one of these launches. I'm like, that ruins the story. I can't do it now. Dude, the ch- speaking of ruining the story. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, do the checks cash? The checks cash. It's oh, all about yeah, that's great. That's great. Mark, I can't tell you how much we appreciate this. For many, many years now, you're, you're being such a terrific guest for us and supporting the Normathon and all. Well, as long as you street. keep on doing it, I'll find a way to get on, Norm. Hey. God bless you. Thank you, Normie. Hey, enjoy the uh, 5% you get at the bank. I'll, I will. Yes, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you to Normie. Mark Cuban. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, guys. Uh, we didn't have any banners. We, we didn't no, have we much in the nineties, and then when you bought the team, the banner disappeared. So I, I want to know if you know no what idea. happened to it no because idea. because I want this banner. <laughs> I have no idea. It you know we have a storage area. And there's a lot of really interesting stuff back there. Like I've gone there and just gotten lost in old pictures and posters and signed things and this and that. But I have no idea if the AC Green poster is there or banner is there. But it's it may be worth you know getting Columbo on the case. Have you ever considered a garage sale to raise a little money? We have had garage sales. And really? That just shows you how much junk we have. <laughs> <laughs> So, where's Mark Cuban going next? I know you want to spend time with your kids. That's been been part and parcel of your message after the sale of the club. Yeah, but nothing changes, right? I mean, you know, whenever the sale closes, if there's a game that night, you'll see me at that game. You'll see me in the exact same spot. You know, I probably could have sold it for a little bit more money, but it was really important to me to – to continue to run the basketball, you know, or oversee the basketball side of operations is a better way because Nico and J Kid are doing a great job, and so, um, you know, that that part is in my blood now, and I, I don't want that to change. And for Patrick and and the Adelsons, they're not basketball people, and they're not trying to be basketball people, and so that's what makes it such a great partnership because they want to do what they're great at. I want them to do what they're great at. I want. To continue to get, you know, I want to get another ring, another trophy. It, it tears me apart that people show me pictures that, and I look like I'm 12 years old holding the trophy, right? Because we need. It's been a long time, and it's time. You know, I'm not going to quit. You know, I want another one. How much is the TV money situation impacting not just yourself, but other NBA owners, owners, and other sports of the you know the big four in America? I mean, it drives almost everything, but there's still a lot of cert- uncertainty attached to it which makes it all the more important to be able to have other sources of revenue. Did part of that uncertainty make it a little easier to say, you know what, yes, I can see the majority No, because stake. the uncertainty doesn't mean it still won't be a great deal, right? It doesn't mean it won't work out. Um, it just means that you have to, you have to, you know, um, hedge your bet and be prepared to do the other things, which is exactly what you see franchises across all the sports doing. You know, whether it's soccer, football, baseball, basketball, whatever, they're building entertainment complexes that are as much real estate, you know, and, you know, just like we talked about casino being part of the um, resort destination, 
um, the real estate side of it is more important than the basketball side. Basketball is just a tenant. We've heard Dirk say before that once he got into his 30s, he changed his diet, started taking care of his body more, wasn't going out as much, and that's why he was able to play for 21 years at a really high level. Are you starting to see that with Luca now? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Luca, just, I mean, he's such a good kid, and watching him mature, you know, him being a dad, him understanding, you know, what it takes to, to get through the season, um, it's just been a joy to watch. I mean, that game last night was just beautiful. And I sent Luca a text. I'm like, that was beautiful basketball. And you heard what Kevin Durant said. He said Luca controlled the game. And he did. You know, and we got, you know, with Derek Lively, he's been a revelation, right? Oh. I mean, he, he's just been a game changer for Luca because, you know, when you doubled, now Derek is learning what to do. Like, it started out the first couple weeks or months of the season, he had to be right next to the rim. Then he starts coming further and further out, and then he started to be able to take a dribble, pass left, right, right. Now he looks left, right, and can finish. And it's like any time he lays the ball up by the rim and he misses, now we still have to work on his free throw shooting. Um, <laughs> I, told, I told him after that one miss, I, I called the, the arena, told him to close the doors. Um, Stop the airflow. <laughs> For those of you who watch that game, know what I'm talking about. Can can we get a transcript of last night's discussion between Luca and Devin Booker? Yeah, I don't think that'd be printable. <laughs> <laughs> you get, we've talked of this before, and I, I always like to update this. You get, I don't know how many, thousands of business propositions. Of the craziest kind at times. Is there anything lately that you've looked at and thought, dear Lord, he wants me to invest in this? Oh, every day. Um, what can I say without <laughs> blowing somebody up? Um, <laughs> but you can oh, you're in a safe space. Uh, we're good. Yeah, right. We're just, no we're just friends here. Right. No, <laughs> nobody's listening to the ticket. Don't worry I, I, about that. Yeah, right. I, I never want to throw entrepreneurs under the bus. But, yeah, they happen all the time. But some of them, like there's this one, Regent Aircraft. And my, my first thought was this is insane. Um, what they're doing is building Regent Craft. What they're doing is they build these um, aircrafts that are also are able to land and um, work on water, right, so that you can, for um, port cities, it's, it'll be a lot faster, quicker, and easier to go from, you know, a little mini airport in the port city to wherever you want to go and or land in those cities. And, you know, and, and so just being able to create these special kind of crafts, and I'm, I know I'm not doing the description justice, but um, I'm like, that's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That could really work. And so I invested in them. It's just like there's a company, um, Relativity Space, and they came to me 12 years ago maybe now, and there were um, a couple of Dallas guys, and they were asking for $750,000, and I'm like, okay, well, what do you do? They go, well, we're going to build rockets. Okay, why are people going to buy your rockets over anybody else's rockets? Well, we're going to build like 3D printers that are tens of stories high so that the printers are just going to build these basic rockets. And I'm like, okay, and I've grilled them with questions, did some research, grilled more questions. I'm like, okay, you guys seem to know what you're doing. 
So I gave them the money, then I gave them some more money, then they raised some other money, and now Relativity Space launched their first rocket in March, and they're going to do more. Now they're selling them to the government and this and that. And their last valuation was $4 billion. Now, the the funniest part about it is I still haven't met the guys. What? <laughs> I still haven't met What? what? And they... they Bought this. Um, well, Mark, we have a very special guest here. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, and so, uh, you know, so now they're like, you got to come and watch one of these launches. I'm like, that ruins the story. I can't do it now. Dude, the ch- speaking of ruining the story. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Do the checks cash? The checks cash. Is oh, all the yeah, that's great. That's great. Mark, I can't tell you how much we appreciate this. For many, many years now, you're you're being such a terrific guest for us and supporting the Normathon and all. Well, as long as you Street. keep on doing it, I'll find a way to get on, Norm. Hey, God bless you. Thank you, Normie. Hey, enjoy the uh, 5% you get at the bank. I'll, I will. Yes, <laughs> I will. <laughs> Thank Thanks, you to Normie. Mark Cuban. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, guys.